Okay, it's time to partner with Betfair and preview Belmont Classic Day. BJ Ryan and Terry Layton, we are teaming up to record episode 133 of the 1 1. This is your West Australian Racing podcast, punters. It's uh, 11.30 a.m. on Thursday, the 14th of July. What is happening, Terry? We've got Northam today. Northam today, we got some Derby, Derby on uh, Saturday, and uh, I love a little standalone Sunday at the Nav. Mm. Well, I tell you what, at the moment, it's very hit and miss. I'm either having big days, I'm either absolutely doing my ass for having um, big days. It's very, uh, there's nothing in the middle, but at the moment, I'm loving the dirt racing. Uh, I don't get into Broome, but Narvin and, and Roeburn, really enjoying it. So a standalone Carnarvon meeting on uh, on Sunday is something I'm very excited about. Did you do Roeburn last Friday. Oh, I, I had a couple of little I, – I didn't really do it until the races were on. And, um, yeah, actually it went okay you shit Roeburn, but it was the last second decision of a bet. Mm. So the last uh, – so, so it wasn't so overly is, well prepared is the, for. is the dirt which is, is holding the Terry Layton Enterprises the, yeah, together? Yeah, it moment. always tends to be. There tends to be <laughs> momentum in – I've said this for a while. I actually find this on the park. You tend to have momentum at certain tracks or like it might be – like with Saturdays I might win 10 in a row, then I might lose five in a row. Midweek Wednesdays might be the goal or there might be dirt racing you're really seeing well or Kalgoorlie. Traditionally Kalgoorlie has been bread and butter season after season after season. And this year I don't reckon I've backed a winner at Kalgoorlie and it's not through a lack of trouble. Believe me, we're having enough uh, enough cracks. So I do believe in momentum at at tracks. I actually think Saturdays we're seeing okay at the moment as well. Which so is, um, Sunday at the Nav, look out. Sunday at the Nav, <laughs> yeah, exactly right. And the best part about the dirt racing is it doesn't require big – because you don't really worry with speed maps. You do a, a, a vague look at who might lead, who might end up in the ruck. Um, you don't want to be three back in the on the dirt, obviously, on the fence. So, um, yeah, the best part about those sort of meetings is you can do in – Two hours compared to a meeting like this takes me six or seven. So, well, we've got the Derby Cup, Derby Sprint Day this uh, the Norwest Jockey Club um, this Saturday, and Terry, of course, has advocator in one of the uh, one of the lesser races on the day, looking to break her duck up there in the uh, in the northwest. Um, and just a shout out to a couple of friends of mine who will be having the favourite in the Roeburn Cup. I think that's next week. Upper. Uh, apparition, Todd yeah. Harvey and Christian Hawkins. Jeez, it's it's winning well up there too. Unreal, winning super. Yeah, yeah. Is Cassie getting the ride? I believe so. Yeah, and understandable. And yeah. what is that? What's that worth? Forty grand? Yeah, thirty-five, well, forty. Well, it's it's lobbed there. Won the Marble Bar Cup, thirty-five thousand yep. dollar race, and won uh, thirty-five to one. That then day it, then too. won a uh, semi feature yeah. at Robin the other day. Yep. Last Friday it was a twenty-five thousand dollar race. So the boys are Jeez. up and about. Yeah, there's <laughs> a bit of money in those, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So we've got the they got the Robin Cup and the Port Hedland Cup to look forward to. It's the dream, um, isn't it? Though being able to sending one up there on the dirt, and sometimes they might just not go. And um, there's no from, rules from really, ball one. It? From ball one, it's gone bang. They tend to improve markedly second up as well. So yeah. I, I saw the money come second up, even mm. though it was pretty short, and I thought well, that's probably fair enough because it probably won out of turn almost at its first go on the so dirt. It's not so. like uh, Hawk to get ambitious. Um, so from my understanding- What are they talking, uh, Kalgoorlie? Broom, Kalgoorlie, the works. Look Definitely out. Broom, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. Not Kalgoorlie. You better have gone to Darwin probably. That's on the dirt, isn't it? Yeah, don't give Just him any- the, don't, don't go to grass. Don't give him any ideas. But nah, uh, don't, give, don't give him any grass to feast on. <laughs> Apparition, dearie me. If Apparition goes to a Kalgoorlie Cup. In saying that, who, who went from a- um, Stafford's. Stafford's, Stafford's yeah. lad, yeah, well. Uh, what was the horse of Casey's, the leader? Um, Broomtime. Glory. Glo- uh, Glo- Broomtime, Gloryland. Gloryland. Yeah. yeah often, I'm thinking of Roger, 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 went, uh, Roger the Roman in Roger the sprint. The Roman, went yeah. from the and it ran good races and second in a couple of hands. So there's a few, a few examples. Yeah, there. not appreciate. <laughs> not appreciate. <laughs> 
And then again, I would have said that about Stafford's lad too. Yeah. So yeah, very good. It's got the hawk touch now, though, doesn't it? Sure does. That's an extra six, seven links. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, so yeah, there's a bit to look forward to in the uh, in the weeks ahead, Guru. Yeah. Um, can't wait for our permission. Uh, remember to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market. City meets get out stakes competition. Uh, and don't forget, um, we have our champion mastermind. We, who have we got this week, Pete? Well, of course, Potsy. Potsy, of course. Yeah, controversial. I'll have to yeah, issue a bit of an apology in this week's mastermind. So stay tuned for that. Taking on Jimmy Stewart of uh, Shan Talk and Swear to God and uh, Street Parade Ilk. With the uh, the Stewart Yard, so uh, yeah, last time it was on a bit of a bit of entertainment from Jimmy. So he'll be, he'll be looking to make amends, I reckon. He will. It's interesting. He fired in a. Uh, I would like to have a crack at the mastermind. Thanks, BJ. After listening to uh, Potsy and Surely Kevin Emmons, we inundated. We should have been inundated. <laughs> so after that. I wonder whether uh, I wonder whether Jimmy Stewart has picked his spot. So we'll, we'll find out later in the show. But uh, but just yeah, just a shout out to. Uh, we've had another. Three timer in the get out stakes. Stewie Divertini, that's three for him. It's they're just racking them up. We're gonna to have to come up with that honor board. We always speak about it, but I think gonna to have to go back through the uh, through the files there, through the archives and see uh, who's actually the GOAT and who is not. But um anyway, we'll get on to that soon. Betfair Edge, what is happening? You having a break at the moment? Yeah, no, we're a uh, seven week hiatus. Uh Miles got a new show though, which uh, we're on every week. Uh, Friday, what's it called? Friday's Fitzy's Friday Froffies or something, um, something <laughs> yeah. like that. I'm not sure. It's 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 form and Froffies with Fitzy on. I reckon Friday. I gave him the idea for that. He hasn't mentioned that, but I uh, yeah, I mentioned a little bit of a show where you bring around the country and you get sort of uh, sort of bests from sort of different people in different areas. You know that all sort of specialise. Like he's got a dogs man and this and that. So um, yeah, that's uh, just a little little segment. I quite enjoy it actually. Nice little break. Um, and yeah, I'll start probably right in the previews again mid August. But I must admit, I'm, I'm really enjoying not doing them. To be honest with you, BJ. So I don't know. Mate, writing, I don't know. Writing is hard. It, it, it is, is hard, hard, and I'm not. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I'm just giving a bit away as well. It's. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just I'm just at the crossroads a little bit. In also, regards to that sense. I love I, tipping. I love. I love. I love having a chat about it. I love talking about it. But maybe just this platform might be. I, th- I think it could be a bit seasonal too. I think, yeah. I think I think your fingers get a bit of inspiration uh, when the sun's out and mm. the better horses are around. So yeah. always said when you you want to have some inspirational fingers, so <laughs> something I've been big on the inspirational fingers. Uh, all right, so <laughs> we've got we've started with inspirational fingers. Good name for a horse, actually. That um, isn't bad, is it? I don't know if we get past, past the stewards, though. <laughs> Um, Belmont Classic Day. Let's get rolling, eh? Let's get cracking. The rail is out at the six meter position. We've got a day that is suggesting maximum of 20, partly cloudy, slight chance of shower, light winds. So I was on Chris yesterday, the Chris website. They've, we've had 25 mil of rain the last seven days, but there's significant rainfall scheduled for today. Mm-hmm. Minimal tomorrow, and then it dries out for Saturday. So the track's definitely going to be rain affected on Saturday. Yeah, um, show me a soft five, I reckon. Yeah. At worst. Soft, oh, not at worst. I reckon it would be bang on a soft five. Drains pretty well, and um, we've had some dry days earlier in the week. So, uh, what was it? Yeah, so it was a soft five Wednesday. Yeah. Unless, this, unless there's a lot more Friday rain than it's forecast. I, yeah, soft five. Okay. Can I just run you through some 
some uh, sectional, sure. sectional time data from last Saturday. Just to see that, that headwind was wild last week. Just as well. to see the significant shift in how that track um, played. So this is courtesy of um, Vince Cardi's um, daily sectionals rapro. Uh, Paddy's lad in the first overall time. 0.2 lengths slower than average. So basically benchmark. Race two, Glasgow girl went, uh, this was a 1,000, went 1.2 lengths faster than average. So we're talking good four. Then we've got Reliable Star in a 2,200, went uh, less than a length slower than average. So still holding up um, times-wise. Race four, Cold Shizzle. This was a graduation 1,200, 1.1 lengths faster than average. So we're still talking good four territory here um, for the first four races at Belmont last Saturday. Race five, Snipperucci went 5.4 lengths faster than average. That's a good gallop. That's a very, very good gallop. That's just own, that's called owning the front yeah. as well. Like you had, yeah, exactly, exactly how you wanted to see that horse ridden. Exactly. And taught myself out of that as well. And had that three dollar favourite, could have had to seven bucks and barely had anything. Super like. fast horse was ridden the fast horse was ridden. Well maybe that's speed. how you should ride them. Yeah. yeah, it's not it's not rocket science, really. Now I'm gonna be angry. It was, it was interesting. If you if you watched that race, that was when the rain fell. And uh, if you see the head on and you watch the, the, the water was sitting right on top of the surface as they went across the line there in that in race five. Mm-hmm. So just to show how much the track fell apart following that race, Frigid won a graduation 1400, eight lengths slower than average. <clears throat> no apology won a mile race, 25 lengths slower than average. The- I thought, are you sure it won? <laughs> a vital flirt, sorry. <laughs> uh, Nero Dio in the Bofine, this is, these are the fastest 1,000-meter horses just about going around, 11 lengths slower than average overall. And the last race, Secret Plan, who is a potential winter bottom horse, went 23 lengths slower than average. So it's just a remarkable turnaround between races five and the quaddy legs, um, how much the track just completely bottomed out last mm. Saturday. So interesting to see. Big rain, big, big, big wins. wins. Yeah, and lots of big change. So. I think you can, you can be forgiven for a lot of the horses who didn't perform up to their SP, especially in the last four races of the day last, yeah. last Saturday. So I just thought it was interesting how it was sort of holding itself together, the track, but as soon as the rain came, it just bottomed out completely. So it, um, is a, it is a good one thing you can do with when you're reviewing the meeting as well. Some horses might get beaten 10, 15 lengths, yeah. know, and you go, that's not good, but you can almost, you know, put a um, put a complete line through some of them. Yeah, that's, that's heavy heavy nine, heavy 10 sort of stuff towards the uh, the back end of the card. So considering we started at the day at a good four, uh, the, the the change for the amount of rainfall we had was was significant. So the health of Belmont Park has to has to be a bit of a concern for everyone at the moment. Hopefully we can uh, we can hold it together through the depths of winter and um, and keep chugging along. So we're with depending on how much rain falls today, we'll see how the track is rating wise on Saturday. But I'm thinking maybe we might start the day a little bit rain affected in the fire, but we'll see how we go. Anyway, let's get rolling. Race one, 11.34 a.m. Race one of 10. Why 10? Mm, anyway, no. but we couldn't get off to a better start here. It's the free entry to Belmont mm, Park Plate. Still. 1,200, it's two-odd set weights and penalties race. Um, looked like being a really good clash, this, between Aztec Ruler and Sentimental Bell. However, since just prior to um, us pre- pressing the record button, Sentimental Bell has been a scratching. So uh, Aztec Ruler, of course, is the um, very impressive de- uh, debut winner for uh, Stefan Bahala two weeks ago and um, is out to make it two from two with the main um, the main opponent. Sentimental Bell coming out 
thoughts on uh, the opener, the free entry? Ah, yeah, no real thoughts. Uh, looked a good, as you said, a good match race in regards to speed map versus one that will get back. If Sentimental um, Bell was remained in the field, would, mm-hmm. that have, would that have got you from a map point of view or not? No, nah, not at the prices. Okay. No, neither of them would have got me at the price. I thought Sentimental Bell had its chance the other day. Well, I wasn't as taken by its trials as everybody else either. I think it's a nice horse, but nice I don't think it's any yeah. type of superstar. Didn't chase down Vampy at last, uh, Vampy at play, sorry, the other day, who sort of was forced into a breeze roll, a bit different as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I didn't think there was a huge amount between Sentimental Bell and It's All a Rumor, who sort of drew better here as well and can stalk it in the run. So, yep. look, Aztec ruler holds form. Aztec ruler should be winning, but um, two year olds winning at eight bucks and going around even money the next start is especially one that's going to get back and look for a little bit of cover. That's just not me whatsoever. So, um, if you're going to forgive one completely, uh, missed the kick, got squeezed, never happy in the run, the biggest roughie in the race, number 11, truly awesome. Mm. 50 to one type thing. Um, I just on its prior trial, it was really nice, really like that prior trial. So, just if you want to completely forgive one um, and look at its prior effort, maybe that's the only thing that I could come up with here, but favourite should win, just too short for me. Favourite should win, uh, agree with that. I think there's a few okay horses um, amongst the uh, the rest of the field there. I don't know if I there is. I, don't, That's, I reckon, I don't know if there is much quality here. I think Diamond Command has got some talent. I think, I, I, think yeah. I don't mind Hear Me Prayer as a prospect. Uh, El Patron's going to win races. The horse that I wanted to mention who I thought was quite good on the quick backup uh, this Saturday is Union Jack. I think, Money came too. Yeah, I, I think this horse can be a bit of a map horse here and give a, it's going to be fit. Paul Jordan Yard's doing some okay things. they'll lead? I think they're trying to mm. ride it with a sit now. Well, he was he was a length he jumped a length clear. Mm. Craig Staples grabbed hold and was made was pretty um, out of any out of it. Yeah, yeah. So, I reckon they I reckon seeing as that worked, I think they'll want to work on a similar um, theory. And, and there was a moment there in that race last Saturday where Union Jack almost held Paddy's lad in a pocket mm. at a crucial crucial stage there with probably 200, 150 to go. But Paddy's lad was just going I too strong. Craig but- Craig saw it. Brad did to Lucy and thought, uh, <laughs> Brad thought he was playing Road Rush. Remember that old game with the yeah? Just, Is that the motorbike one? Yeah, we used to that kick, was a crap. Yeah, kick, like, people kick people and whip people <laughs> and yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Brad forgot he was at Belmont he was on the old Sega Master System. Yeah, classic. Yeah. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Union Jack maybe uh, go a little bit better than his um, SP suggests. So, um, But in saying that, the um, the scratching has meant that the market is condensed, obviously. But uh, Aztec Ruler looked very smart in his trials. And um, Frank, that on debut, look, should win again with even luck. Union Jack, the, uh, the potential knockout if uh, Aztec Ruler runs into any strife. Yeah. Thin start. Didn't start. Then again, I'll be pretty excited if uh, truly awesome wins. I'm a bit, bit flat. A bit flat that you said it's a thin start considering it's uh, I know, free entry. Free entry. Yeah. yeah. So um, let's let's keep moving. Eh? Race two is the Tab Touch West Speed Platinum Handicap. We love these platinum races, that is for sure. Um, what's happening here in race two of the day? There's this sort of same horses keep sort of lining up against each other, taking it in turns. However, there's a couple of horses coming in with slightly different form lines, but uh, the main hopes, Arnie's boys, Flicker's Chance, I'm pretty, um, and there's uh, Speedy Miss who's who's on the comeback trail and she's not far away from winning one, I don't think, Terry. Yeah, she's coming at the best form race last week. But again, I mean, I, I think the seven, eight bucks before I saw earlier looked probably consideration for a bit. Now she's, what is she, four or five bucks? That's probably on her mark. I think she deserves favoritism, to be honest with you. I know she's drawn off, but she gets back anyway. Yep. Um, but CJP. CJP going on, that type of 
the horse is, yeah. is worth a lot. And the seven-day backup, I think, would have been a little uh, a little set plan. Um, she backs up pretty well traditionally in the past. And traditionally, she's ridden by um, apprentices. And it's, yeah, I think this is a really nice um, setup for her. If she's able to get some luck and the race pans out, I mean, yeah. she simply from the gate might just be in an unwinnable position. So, um yeah, I'm pretty – we'll be winning one soon, but I just don't think it's an apprentice's horse. It's <clears throat> two starts in a row. The apprentices haven't got it right. It's just that type of horse. It's very difficult to ride. It's just not the ride to give to an apprentice. I'd far prefer to set carrying 61 and Clint Johnston Porter being on. And I think from there, I think it would probably be pretty uh, pretty popular in betting as well. So, uh, But, yeah, with luck, it can obviously win. Like his chance, we better suited back to 1,400. Yeah, 100%. Um, yep. It probably breezes. It runs a race. Uh, Nobel Knight's going well. Probably going to wait. Brandon, since he's been in WA, hasn't had a winner that settled further back than third. This probably settles in third. Mm -hmm. um, but that's a concerning stat. So it's hard for me to come at Brandon Louis with confidence unless he's riding a horse who will be in front. Um, but it's racing well. It's ready to win one. Yeah. Um, and I think the the big improver, the big improver, one that will probably get me, wait for the late price, will be uh, Mitchie Pateman's inflation. Um, you got it leading? Yeah, that's, yep. that's the whole key for it here, really. Um, so first up, didn't get to lead. I actually thought it was pretty good that day. It was uh, got chopped out at the wrong time. Forget it went around. It was only beaten four and a half when a lot went wrong, and then it came out on a – uh, on a wet track and uh, and run to fair run sort of shifted out and I didn't think it was too bad either behind run to fair run. It's a type of horse who I think will lead, give a kick. I think it'll be run down in the final 50, 100 metres, but it's 15 bucks now. probably goes around longer, so like, desperate for a bit. Might be inflation. I'll probably back the first and last horses here actually, inflation and speedy miss. If I can get sort of 15s and 5s will probably do me for a little dutch, but... It does feel like a speedy miss <clears throat> type of setup, doesn't it? Mm. Uh, third up, CJP on, loves the Belmont 1400 metres. These West Speed Platinums are right right up her alley, speedy miss. Um, on the quick backup as well, ticks plenty of boxes. I do agree with you, Flicker's chance, back to 1400 metres, gets its chance. Arnie's boy, of course, is just racing well and he, you know, he's obviously just going to put in regardless. But, um, but um, yeah, for me, it feels like a speedy miss race. Uh, Flicker's chance, I was hoping for... A little bit better price-wise with flickers, but might sort of get These squeezed out. These are the type out. of races that are so even and bunched mm. in the market that if you if you do like one and you're saying, oh, that price isn't going to get me, you can you can hold for Betfair because yeah. you get some really crazy little flux. Like a horse like I'm Pretty, I think, will probably be pretty easy late yeah. because of the apprentice booking, and that is something that punters aren't huge on late. Um, but in saying that, I can't see where the money will come all that strongly, to be honest. So yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a funny one. The money, as I said, looks like there's already been a little bit of a move for Speedy Miss. Yeah, well, Speedy Miss for me and um, Nobel Knight's going to get the right run. If uh, Low weight in the first two runs back have been spot on. So um, if Brandon Louis can navigate his way through um, into clear galloping room from leaders back, I imagine that's where he's going to settle on Nobel Knight. This horse is racing well and it's probably going to it's probably going to look the winner at some stage, I think, Nobel Knight. Big day for Brandon, I think. Mm. Uh, with Lacta losing his claim with a bit of a dearth of jockeys at the moment, especially with a lot of people missing with sort of suspensions and COVID protocols and, and whatnot. Uh, it's a really great opportunity to sort of cement your position as a claiming apprentice uh, and, and get a lot of rides because Lacta will now miss a lot of rides that he, he otherwise wouldn't have. But he's, um, um, he's got a good book. The jury is, yeah, it's it's a big day for him. It really is. For I, I yeah, don't be too harsh, but the jury's mm. big time is out for me. Um, trust him on a, on a leader. But even... 
Like even a couple of the leaders he has won on, he's knocked over half the field in doing so. That, that win on Timely Outburst, uh, his other wins were he won on Fascination, I think, up at Dongra. Uh, he won on Double Jeopardy, who settled third. That's his only winner since coming back to WA that hasn't led or breezed. And his other winner was Fanta, who they could have put, you know, six of us on and um, we probably would have got the chockies. So big day for Brandon. I hope he uh, yeah, hope he can um, ride a couple of winners because we, we do need a, another um, another good claiming apprentice in the Yeah, we need, to keep, we need to keep developing. Keep tuning. Yeah, our, uh, our youth and um, create, our youth. creating more depth in the, in the riding ranks because um, – as we saw last week with our top five riders not not riding, like it just is such a game changer. So we need as many as many good riders riding at our metropolitan meetings. That's for sure. So mm. uh, race three is the Morley Growers Market handicap over the sixteen hundred meters. It's a seventy two plus fifty four minimum. Savage one out to uh, make it three wins last four starts at Belmont Park. Uh, finds the front, does he, or does he uh, get a little bit more pressure? than what they encountered last start, Guru. Oh, I reckon Big Screen won't be as cute this start. I think yeah. they'll be pretty keen to find the rail. Um, so, yeah, I think Big Screen gets across. Savage won. If he's happy on the back of him, stays on the back of him. Otherwise, he might just pop to the breeze. The way he won, even though it was a dominated on speed race, I think he keeps on winning. Um, but even money's not going to get me. I was $2.05, Savage won. And don't want to back against it. Can't back. No apology. Um uh, at the four bucks. Fangio is going pretty well, but I just don't think the race will be run to suit. So, yeah, this won't be much excitement here. $2.50, Savage one, and I'll have a bet. And that's it's very simply, that's me. Well, going back to last uh, 1,400 metres, Savage, it was, it was a race that looked like it had a stack of speed in it, didn't it? It had Savage one, Ginger Flyer, Big Screen, all horse, uh, Chevelle de Varga was in the race as well. So all had the- Chevelle was, I think after its failure, was always going to sit. But it was Big the- Screen missed it by a step. And then Ginger Flyer, um, I think first up was okay just parking on them. And uh, look, it'd be very interesting because Holly got a bit, she went in and out and mm. sort of never really got the crack, but you still feel like Savage One was going away from a little bit on there. Yeah, that, it, they were as strong as each other online. But my point was in a race that looked like it was going to be- it Turned uh, into a gift. It turned into a gift. Yeah. Savage One on the um, on the daily sectionals data was- um, basically four lengths slower than average to the 800. Mm. Whereas the start before, when it went 100 miles an hour in front and was gunned down late by Billy Ray, went almost eight lengths faster than average to the same point in the race. So um, CJP was able to get away with the bit last start and basically just turned it into a staggered start 800 meter race and Savage one out in front was just too strong. So I guess what we're looking for from a tactical point of view is whether, uh, like what Terry said, whether Sean O'Donnell on big screen who does like to lead and that's where he does his best races where racing is um, Sean O'Donnell shows a bit more intent, puts a bit more pressure into the race. That will be the instruction yeah. to lead and Clint is naturally a pretty, not defensive, he's just a patient jockey so he'll yeah. let him go. It, it'll just looking at the way those the instructions on big screen and the way Clint likes to ride, it'll be big screen out in front. I think you'll find, unless it doesn't step mm. and he has to just glide to the breeze again. And um, yeah, I think Savage One Clint can make the decision then to sit on its back or to pop to the breeze. If it doesn't go backwards, I think it, it just wins again. Like this is no harder and it drops a kilo. Yeah. So if, if there is a bit bit more pressure in the race, I wouldn't be surprised to see a horse like Beat the Bro go close in this. I really liked its last run at Pinjara. Probably went a bit a touch better or at least as well as No Apology. And No Apology came out two days later and won um, that Belmont 
That's right, Terry. No apology won that race. Uh, So beat the bro from one with Holly on, no weight on its back. So it drops from 58 to 53. Um, As I said, was say basically say it was the same run as no apology. Two starts to go. I think that form holds up. Beat the best to beat the bro um, stacks up from one. As long as it doesn't get too far back, I can see beat the bro making a real lunge at them late. Yeah. 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 Not for me. Not for me. Not. Yeah, not for me. It's I, I I've really seen beat the bro as a it's been a gunner? senior. Yeah. yeah, it's a gunner as yeah. well. Yeah, but it's been a senior sort of jockey's horse. But as you said, if it does, it could end up a bit of a massive uh, big screen. The savage one don't sort themselves out, but they should sort themselves out pretty comfortably. Yeah, not excited. Not no. excited about the next either. Okay. What about the name though? You want to introduce it? The Glenroy Schaff. The Schaff <laughs> handicap. 1,400 metres. And this was the race when I saw the nominations. I was hoping the big screen went this way, even though it never was going to, and mm-hmm. applied a bit of pressure because Fanta should be leading this and winning this. But I was hoping Fanta had to take a sit because I reckon it would have become a completely different race. Uh, with the apprentice, who there's still a few questions on how he goes with horses with sits. But uh, look, Fanta, the way Fanta won, BJ. Um, yeah, it should be awfully difficult to beat, and it should be leading. It drops a bit of weight, uh, one by six and a half, pulling up. Um, didn't beat a huge amount, but it also didn't beat the worst field yeah. in the entire world. And for a 66-plus, this is pretty thin. Um, Ginger Flyer looks like it'll land in the breeze or even Stork Fanta. Um, and it, to me, looks the only danger, BJ, but it's uh, yeah, it's just a matter of it holding form and, and leading and running him along. And he can probably go five lengths quicker than bench, four lengths slower. Like You know what I mean? There's yeah. probably there's wiggle room in this ride and you can still probably get the job done. So, um, yeah, I, I can't see myself betting here. I'm, I think I was $2.05 Fanta. I was four sixty Ninja Fly, so it's slightly over my price, but I'm not going to have a bet at this stage. You'd have to get out to 7 bucks to consider one maybe, six fifty seven. Yeah, it was pretty – he was absolutely dominant midweek. First up with weight. Um, time was there. Uh, could have won by further. Yeah. Oh, no, actually, couldn't he? Yeah, I, I, I would have <laughs> – seem like I'm getting a bit – but I would have been a little bit annoyed with the whip being used at the 50 or 60. I didn't understand the need to give it one more hit. When I you're, saw when that. You're, you're seven in front because, no, it's cost you a point. You, you're also carrying an extra half a kilo here. So you, you want to make sure of it. Like, dearie me. Yeah, I wonder whether he he was hadn't quite had a look behind just to see how far in front he was. But he had about um, ten looks. Yeah, didn't he? prior to the Not that today. whip strike. That's okay. But uh, this should be uncomplicated for Brandon to bounce. Um, ride it like the best horse. It, it was. We spoke about this last week with the Snipperucci. How how it needed to be needed to be ridden to take advantage of the fact that a bit of merit was going to be going back and rah rah rah. rah. And this is a similar similar setup. You just got to ride Fanta. Like a leader, ride it for speed and strength, which he did first up, and good luck, good luck beating it. I think so. Yeah. Um, like you couldn't see Coven Co getting past it, you couldn't see Secret Deploy. Maybe the best of Secret Deploy could make things interesting. I, but I didn't like. It I don't first reckon time. Secret Deploy is that good. I reckon that's maybe the not. simple sad thing. So the way there's a bet here, and I can't see it possibly happening, is that there's fake money for Secret Deploy or something, and you get out to again. I'm not. It's the same thing with Savage One. I'll probably happily have a bet on it and Fanta if they get to $2.50, and I highly yep. doubt I'm saying $2.50. And you know what? I'm fine with that. Yep. Cool. So. Lots of enthusiasm. Listeners coming well, from, I think from that's fair. I think PRG that's fair enough. It's, there were a couple of very thin races. Um, there's no pressure on the maps there. The, the sitting sprinters aren't world beaters. You know, this. It's hard to get into them. It you know? is. You're right. And it's hard to get the, into them. Uh, just a quick one on Truly Reliable, who was a uh, runner-up in the Belmont Classic this day 
last year. Truly reliable one first up at Northern and there was a trickle in one nostril. So the rules are that if, if the horse uh, comes back to scale with um, bleeding from one nostril, that you'd have to trial satisfactorily prior to racing again. If it was two nostrils, then truly reliable would have to um, have a three month spell on the sideline. So uh, for anyone who was aware that truly reliable um, had a, uh, a trickle of blood there at Northern the other day, just to um, let you all know that the reason why this horse is allowed back at the races is because um, for it to be a three month ban, it has to be a uh, bleed from both nostrils. So Ray Vincent uh, would have breathed a sigh of relief there and connections. Truly, true, truly reliable is uh, is quite a talented horse actually, and um, going to win more than his share of races. So went back to the trials, got passed by the stewards, and he is back at the track this Saturday. So all right, let's uh, let's take another breather on Belmont Classic Day, and uh, when we come back, it's Potsy versus Jimmy Stewart in the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind. All right, there you go. It is now time for the Mundaring Hotel's WA Racing Mastermind competition. It sure is, Guru. The Mundaring has been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street. Mundaring, Ian Butchie O'Connor, he is the publican up there at the historic Mundaring Hotel. Make sure you uh, drop in, say good day. There's Northern Racing today, so if you're heading, listening to this on your way home from Northern, drop in and see Butchie for a feed, flutter, frothy maybe, uh, responsible of course, and uh, make sure you check out his uh, his big deck up there at the Mundaring. Now, uh, Kyle, uh, Kyle Potter, commonly known as Potsy, he Potsy. Uh, he uh, took on his uh, one of his arch nemesis in uh, Kieran Kevin Evans last Thursday to get the Mundaring back, uh, the Mastermind rather, back up and running again. And Potsy got the job done convincingly. There was a little bit of post-Mastermind controversy, but uh, yeah, we'll, there get, was we'll, there we'll was get into actually. that in a moment, but we better welcome back our carryover champ. Potsy, welcome back to the show. Thanks, BJ. Hey, Terry. Hey, Potsy. I better start by issuing a public apology to uh, to big to big Kev, one of our favourites on the show. I've uh, I reckon I've thrown him pretty early there, which probably cost him victory actually because he's a he's a he's a finely tuned machine. Um, he's a finely tuned machine, big Kev. And I think you rattled I, uh, him early. Well, I rattled myself. Yeah. I always thought Speeding Comet was a mare. Maybe that's why I've I've had a mare and done my ass on him so many times <laughs> over the journey, BJ. I think there was just that many uh, claiming female apprentices that I, uh, I merged the horse. So I'd like to apologise to Kev because I've thrown him early. Mm. I've said it was a, a was a mare. So mm-hmm. straight away, probably the first horse he was thinking of was Speeding Comet. He's gone, hang on, it's a mare. Can't, can't be. Can't yeah. be. Yeah. Written it off, put a line through it. So yeah. uh, big Kev, uh, I apologise. And um, there might need to be a third instalment <laughs> of the great matchup. Maybe, maybe not for a while the crowd doesn't need that for a couple of months but maybe maybe just like pre-pinnacles well i think they went one episode 102 to episode uh 132 so yeah. it's a 30 uh, 162 160 162 we'll have you back lock so. it in potsy versus kev yeah, mm-hmm. mark yeah. three but potsy has, and that theme will be guest the gender <laughs> potsy is the, has the uh has the chest been puffed out the head held high ever since you reclaimed the mantle of w he, racing he wore a denim jacket to the races on saturday <laughs> so i tell you 
you what, you, you don't wear a denim jacket unless you've got a little bit of swagger about you at that point in time. A little bit flat, it wasn't the double denim though. I thought he was going to go right back to the 50s, 60s. What, de- what decade happened? Oh, you could denim? roll the double denim in the 80s, I reckon. Yeah, yeah. even a little, uh, little floppy, a little denim floppy hat. That's what I wouldn't mind. Yeah. So very LL Cool J like. But, um, <laughs> no, no. I, I, went, I went the denim in case I was wearing one. I wanted to get it nice looking in the photo. <laughs> yeah, just, just to remember the day you wore a denim jacket to the races. Uh, yeah, well, Halitorian. Yeah, how brave. You, we were excited, weren't we, Potsy? Yeah, it was good. No, it was very exciting, actually. I, did, I didn't expect much going in, but yeah, hopefully in two weeks' time we'll go again. To Gary, get on second up, sure. Fingers crossed. Hello. Hello? It's a matter of, yeah, it's not a matter of if, it's a matter of how much. <laughs> we, better bring our, <laughs> we better bring our challenger onto the show. So this gentleman has had a crack at the mastermind before, provided plenty of laughs, did he, did our man Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy, throwing up his hand to have another crack at the mastermind. Welcome back to the 1-1, one, one, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on, CJ and Terry. Now, we better ask you while we've got you. I saw some photos on the uh, Stuart Racing Stables Facebook page. you got the two very talented two-year-olds back in work, Street Parade and Swear to God. How, uh, how are they coming along? Yeah, no, they're going super. Um, getting ready for the carnival. They'll be uh, featuring a couple nice races, uh, Dark and maybe one of them will go to the Pinnacles. Who's the uh, who's the pick of the two? I think I know the answer, but I just want to hear it from your mouth. Oh, it'll have to be swear to God. No, I thought you might Very say good. that. Thought you might say that. The Karakata just came a little bit too soon this year, didn't it? Yeah, um, I don't think he was a Karakata prospect anyway. Um, the other guy was a bit more forward as a two-year-old, but this uh, other guy is he's a He's a very nice horse going forward to the end of the year. Good good luck with those two, man. Can't wait to see them both step out when racing goes back to Ascot. And before we get get started, we have to ask you, of course, about Shan Talk, one of obviously one of your favourites, a stable pinup girl. Uh, She has been recently retired from racing. Is that correct? Yes, she has done an unbelievable job for our stable and our connections. we didn't think it. Um, think they'd be in the position um, by this time. We were hoping, we were hopefully hoping that we had it for another year or so. But you know, it doesn't matter. She's um, she's done the stable proud, and we could have had another crack with her. But we thought no, we'll just um, she's done us proud and good. Well, and she's uh, done an amazing so, job, that man. So what we just. Um, we just at the farm now, said our last goodbyes, so, yeah. What's, uh, where's, she, where's she headed, James? Uh, she is for sale. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple people are interested, so um, it's whoever comes to the uh, comes to the game and offers the, offers the price. Okay, very good. All right. Well, good luck with the sale of Shan Talk, and obviously you got two very smart young horses in the stable. Um, should- There's a couple other nice ones there that can't obviously say their names. They <laughs> tell, they us, come out. tell us off air, Jimmy. Tell us off air. Give us a heads up. Um, all right, so we've got Potsy taking on Jimmy here on the uh, Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. Gentlemen, of course, 
you guys know how to play this game. Your names are your buzzers, and to be crowned this week's mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. All right, is it me? It's you this week. All right, you're up. <clears throat> your best Pete Anson is the first person. <laughs> Let's get ready. All righty. Masterminds, are you ready? Ready. Challenger, are you ready? Ready. Three, two, one. Okay. Who am I? I am Terry Lightning at the moment. <laughs> I just haven't uh, loaded it up on my screen at this point in time. I'm trying to multitask, lads. Here we are, okay. Uh, what are you writing? Hey, hey. Tell the boys what you're getting on. I'm trying to get on. The price keeps fucking moving. <laughs> Um, <laughs> fuck me dead. Is it? I'm actually, no, I'm not fucking telling you. Uh, you're probably, you're probably the ones moving the price. All right. Is this on? Yeah, that's going to be We're recording. Uh, well, I trying to get on at 16s and now I'm trying to get on at 10s. Dearie B, I'm blaming you two. Uh, all right. Who am I? Are we ready? Be yes. Ready. Yep. Okay. <laughs> uh, we just went through that, didn't we? Who am I? I am a three-time group one winning hoop. So just for just for just to point this out, lads, it's a, a jockey, not a horse, this time around. <laughs> Group one winning hoop, still active in WA racing. My mounts have won a tick over thirty-three million dollars in prize money from my one thousand two hundred and fifty-three career wins, uh, and I first rode in a race in nineteen eighty-nine. I reckon you would have been pretty young then, Potsy. Probably non-existent, I'd suggest. Right. Uh, I'm extremely well known for my work with one stable in particular but I've also done a fair amount of riding for Neville Parnham over the journey with 86 winners in total. In fact, my most recent winner was aboard a Neville Parnham trained mare. James. James. Jason Brown. Oh, it is Jason Brown. It is Jimmy Brown. Uh, Neville Parnham trained mare only a few weeks ago. That was Pam Bella, BJ. I'm mm-hmm. uh, the last West Australian-based jockey to win two winter bottom stakes. I also have – I have three group ones in total on my resume. I have nine group twos, 20 group threes, and 71 black type winners. If I was a character in a Mr. Men's children book, it would probably be Mr. Grumpy. <laughs> I'm a Collingwood supporter, and my last name is a darkish colour. Who am I? I am Jason Brown. <laughs> How's I that? should have got that because the other way you the a question was um how many group ones have you won? That's right. Ah, there you go. Brownie's, Brownie's featuring. three. I, I didn't want to go to the early crow. Mm. Brownie's featuring heavily on the mastermind, and they tell me that he's quite the WA trivia buff, Jay Brown. So I, I think similar. it's I think it's just about time that he uh, comes on the mastermind and uh, struts his stuff. So Jimmy Stewart, he's come to play. He is up one nil. Potsy on the back foot early. Let's keep going. Okay, on what horse did Apprentice Lacta Romilly outride his Metropolitan claim on at Belmont last Saturday? James. James. Um, Three, two, one. Potsy. Neg, Potsy, you got one second. I was waiting for it. Three, two, one. I buzzed you out quickly because I thought it was an easy one. Very good. Uh, it wasn't Nero Day. Good win, though. What a what a good little move. 13 into 650. Uh, it was Frigid. Frigid. For the Cerise and oh. White. little salute past the post. You don't see Lactar give too many salutes. No. A, a very well-earned one and then a little double on uh, Wednesday to say who needs a claim anyway. Mate, Lactar, top one, He said, you know, he said, add one and a half to me. Don't <laughs> take, take the one and a half off. Add one and a half off and I'll still get rides. That's how good he's going. All right. One, Neil. 
Next question. Black Fantasy, an outspoken lad, ran third and fourth in this year's WA Derby, won by Alaskan God. Which Ted Martinovich train gelding finished second? Three, um, two, one. Kyle. Kyle. Um, what's the name of it? Well, that's that's the question. All right, yeah, this is it. Yeah, but you're being counted out. A one, a one count. One. Yeah, no, zero. No, I can't think of it. Um, James, one second. James for the steal. One second. And oh, I can't remember. Horse's name was Pale Rider. Pale Rider. Pale, oh, that's Pale Rider. Yeah, that's the one. Oh, when dear Potsy buzzes in this Kyle, I'm like, who's this guy? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd prefer if you used Potsy from now on instead of Kyle as well. I'm very, I thought we have a. Uh, they keep thinking we have a third uh, entrant. <laughs> Very confusing. All right, still Jimmy up, 1-0. Okay, who rode the Justin Warwick train Baron over to victory in last year's Belmont Classic? James. Kyle. James? The champion jockey, Willie Pike. That yeah. is correct. Very good. Very good. Jimmy too. Kyle. I miss Willie. I heard a rumour that Willie's back for the uh, carnival potentially. Might do some riding here for the carnival. Yeah, he's on Bob's third stringers, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> That's very good. That's a good rumour. Yeah. Apparently, pretty true. Yeah, I like that one. All right. Uh, this will be a good one, guys. Um, name. What's the score? It is 2-0, Jimmy. Is it 2-0? Yeah. Did Potsy get one? Not yet. Oh, Potsy, come on, buddy. Okay. Name the Randwick Group 1 event that Belmont Classic winner Come Play With Me claimed in October 2019. Kyle. Kyle. Party. Jimmy Cup. Incorrect. Jimmy for the steal. And the win. To love as well. Was it was it the Australasian something? Incorrect. The correct uh, answer was the Metrop or the Metropolitan Handicap for oh, that's, uh, that's come play with me. <laughs> I think it was uh J Mac, C Waller, and Adam Durant, the owner, just collected and went and bought himself a fantastic new boat. Um all right. <laughs> Jimmy Stewart, two, zero. He's still up, this guy. Okay. Rivalry galore was a maiden when he took out the 2019 Belmont Classic. Who was his trainer back then? James. Oh. James? Brett Pope. He's done it. Oh, the comeback kid, Jimmy, oh Jimmy Stewart. <laughs> He's done it. Three nil victory. James, you're on top of the WA racing world, my friend. You are the mastermind. Congratulations. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. He, <laughs> he come back, he come to play today, didn't he, James? Certainly so did. He's, uh, he licked his wounds after his first up performance. He's back and he's gone bang. As soon as Kyle was using the name Kyle, I think he was in big trouble. <laughs> there was no swagger today. There was no denim jacket. That, oh, was, yeah. that, was, that was the leather jacket on today. Bad, right? Clearly he wasn't work, wearing the, uh, the denim on uh, Northern Racecourse today. Potsy. Might uh, be, yeah, it might be the connection out here in Northern. <laughs> <laughs> Potsy, mate, you're, uh, you're a worthy mastermind and always a fantastic contributor to the one-one. Thanks again for getting the mastermind back up and running and no doubt we'll have you back on the show in no time. James, will you be available to defend your title Next Thursday, I wouldn't miss it. Very good. I'll be in Kalgoorlie. Say that again. I'll be in Kalgoorlie. 
Oh, awesome. Well, maybe you can tell us those uh, those uh, smart horses that you got coming up that you can't name. You can tell us those off air. But James, we'll be chatting to you next Thursday. You are the master one. Congratulations. Thanks again, Potsy. And we'll be chatting to you next Thursday. Jimmy? Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. See you later. See you what do you think? Uh, oh, I'm just I'm just flattened about missing this price, to be honest with you. I, I, I struggled to focus throughout the mastermind all that heavily. But no, Jimmy, that was a walkover. Um, yeah, no, nah, Potsy Gum Burn, yeah. Leather jacket, I think. That was, a, that was diabolical stuff. So I tell you what, this is a good way to come on board. You've, you've got it. You've got to feel confident about knocking one of these lads off. So uh, flick your uh, flick your, your nominations in and, uh, yeah, let's let's stop him at the first hurdle, eh? Well, I think I think – James must have listened to Potsy and Kev last Thursday, and he was like, "Hang yeah, on, yeah, he was pretty keen to get on." With Hang it. on, yeah. uh, this is this is a he good did opportunity. The, he did the form, and uh, he, he placed himself to perfection. He nominated for yeah, the right race. He did one hundred percent. So now, congratulations, and obviously the Russell Stewart camp got a few nice horses coming through the ranks. Swear to God, and um, Street Parade, very nice two-year-olds, yeah. and they're going to be they're going to be players uh, come but when racing returns to. Ascot, so uh, excited! It's good to see sort of a, you know, like a smallish type stable family operation have success with their horses, and and uh, yeah, they're uh, they're a good mob, the Stewarts, and they've uh, yeah, and Jimmy, of course, is now the mastermind, and that one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring is in the mail. Congratulations, and we'll be chatting to Jimmy again as he tries to defend his title next Thursday, episode one thirty-four, and we are back with our feature for the day, race five. It's the Belmont Classic listed 2,200 metres for the three odds. It's a set weights race, $125,000 up for grabs. Um, we've got eight, so it's a pay one, Seven. two, and three. Oz one's come out? No, we're not counting God's Fury. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, God's Fury, uh, luckily for the uh, for the place punters, has got the uh, race to pay one, two, three for now anyway, um, but uh, has... Um, Yes, has added plenty to the race, has God's fury. It has. I'm refusing to bet in this race, and I'm going to tell you why, BJ. If it goes forward, um, which I don't know if it will, I don't know what it will do from the wider scale. If it goes forward, it could be a mess for Black Fantasy, an outspoken lad, mm-hmm. who you, looks like they might be the leading breeze horse type thing. Yep. Um, and so then I don't know how is it going to stop in the lap and one of them they have to go around it. It could be the difference and it set it up for a back marker. A mystery moment or a flare in the wind or even a, a be optimistic who should be a bit closer. Um, but if it just goes back, it's not part of the race and it could be a nice little dawdle out in front where the, the two geldings have the form from the um, from the, the Derby and the Guineas, which looks like the better form on paper yep. um, and they, they should dominate it, you know. So, I yeah, I, I can't bet in this race because of God's fury. So thanks for them. Well, what about in the ownership, God's Fury? Who's the managing part owner? Who is it? Is it Roy? Roy Rogers. Uh, well, he, <laughs> he wouldn't have signed. He wouldn't have signed off. He wouldn't have Roy's, signed off. So Roy's got, uh, of course, Tizzletop. What a bad run in the Aquanita, actually. Um, mm. Tizzletop, and uh, he's, it looks like he's the managing part owner of God's Fury. Mm. So uh, interesting uh, setup there. But, yeah, Black Fantasy and Outspoken Lad, the two Pierce brothers, um, three odds who have been basically joined at the hip 
uh, their whole careers pretty much. So they've come through Magic Millions, they've come through Derby Preps, and now they're they're going towards a um, they've gone Rack and Tour, they've uh, Cross Swords in the Aquanita, and they're going to go at it again in the uh, Belmont Classic this Saturday. Last start in the Aquanita, it was outspoken lad who led them up. Black Fantasy sat in the breeze and was able just to sort of worry him out of it a little bit late. So it was a head long head margin on the line with outspoken lad railing and Black Fantasy um, sitting outside. I imagine that's probably going to be a similar setup again but now it's the inclusion of the fillies search and rocks has gone out which leaves us with the terry layton owned be optimistic mystery moment flower on the wind and cart nearer they're the they're the fillies that have added to the belmont classic mystery moment uh, many will say she should have won the belmont oaks flower on the wind several people could suggest that she would have won the belmont oaks with clear galloping room and you could make a case that Be Optimistic was a little bit stiff as well. So the Phillies add a little bit of an interesting dynamic to the race. It just depends which way you're leaning in terms of what was the uh, the stronger lead-up. Was it the Aquanita or was it the Belmont Oaks? Yeah, I don't think either, either race is a super strong no. lead-up. You go through Kentucky Blue yesterday, it's it's just a battler. It ran pretty well behind them. Tizzletop ran pretty well behind the Pierces, but that's the better form with the WATC Derby and the – uh, and the and the guineas form around uh, Black Fantasy, but um, yeah, not 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 convinced on anything to be honest. I've got Black Fantasy about a two ninety favourite, three dollar favourite, like the market says. Mystery moment if if it was wetter, would back a would back herself. Flower in the wind, maybe was the best run of of the lot from the Oaks. I think on paper, I was uh, yeah pretty flat with that one at sixty to one in a small field. You don't expect to be held up for uh, the majority. You probably. Probably should have got the chockies there. So I think the market's just bang on here. I thought Be Optimistic had its chance, but the good thing for Be Optimistic here, if it does, uh, she's probably the best jumper in this race, uh, but won't want to lead. So she could end up on the back of one of the pierces. Well, should end up on the back of one of the pierces, and that they should take her all the way into the and race. And she's, she's raced well from that position in the past as well. That's like, her go. Yeah. yeah, that's her go. So it's she She looks the mapped one, as long mm. as God's fury isn't come across and land in front of one of them and stop something, you know, and then it turns into a mess. So uh, cracking race. I, I wouldn't begrudge anyone sort of back in um, any of those. I think Black Fantasy Outspoken Lad, there's nothing much between them. No. I think the market's right now. I think yesterday when Outspoken Lad was about $6, $7, that was probably a little bit over. Yeah, I thought, I thought the gap between the two of them was – too much from a market point of view initially. Um, it's about right now. I okay. think a little a little lean to Black Fantasy is fair, but not much between them. Mystery moment, flower on the wind from last. But how do you differentiate? Mystery moment's no star. Yeah. Uh, if it is a soft six, you'd yeah that's that's the way it would, you would you know the wetter it is, the more you'd be favouring mystery moment. It was run last week. Mystery moment would back herself. Mm. Um, yeah. I think I think Sean, Sean, right. I'm just, Sean O'Donnell was pretty kind and outspoken lad in front the other day. That won't be any different. I wouldn't. Yeah, I think I'd, no. I'd love to see Sean just make it. I, th I think outspoken lad has got real stamina. Um, I would like to see him turn it into a bit more of a testing 2,200 metres. If God's Fury goes back, in regards to it's like an F1 race, the, mm. the two of them, it'll be very much beneficial for uh, for the for the Pierce's camp, for them just to dominate it yeah. and, and take a bit of the sting out of those yeah. at the back, you know? I think they're the, they're the two premier sort of stayers in the race. So if they if they want to take some the sting out of the, the Phillies, then I think they can they can do it. But a lot of it depends on what Sean O'Donnell does in front. If he 
gives outspoken lad a bit of a cuddle. I just feel as though it just sets him up for failure, that horse. So could be wrong, but um, I think he's building nicely. I, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm actually thinking that outspoken lad can turn the tables here. Um, I don't think there's a lot between them at all. Their runs in the derby, outspoken lad had to race on speed and toughed it out. There was only a half length between them. Black Fantasy equally. Um, yeah, I, th- I feel as though um, outspoken lad does a probably – that was the most tractable he was. I've seen him in a while um, when we was following the rail with Sean O'Donnell on board in the Aquanita. Prior to that, he sort of wobbled and done a few things that have uh, impacted his finishing position in run. So I'd just like to see a bit more a bit more tactical aggression from Sean O'Donnell, outspoken lad. He can get them stretching their necks and make them catch him. And I'm, I might be having something on him, actually. I might just talk myself into it. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Markets, yeah, as I said, my market's basically the current market. So, But good luck with uh, – Thank you, yeah. Are you optimistic? Good race not to potentially have a bet. And, and she got some, She's got some valuable uh, black type and she might get Second some time. Second, Second time. time. Yeah, she's run two. People forget that. She ran third yeah. at, uh, in but a quarter it, of a million dollar race. Yeah. Uh, deep the trip as well that day. So, yeah, she's a nice little horse. Yeah. Nice little horse. Nice little horse. Okay, race six is the tab touch. Be better at life, handicap. Over, what have we got here, Terry? It is a 2,000 meter rating 78 plus. Not a bad contest, this one. Um, How's Rostropovich? 13 starts ago, it's running in a Melbourne Cup. Now it's got a, uh, 58 kilos in a 78 plus. That's something, isn't it? Mm. Isn't that just a, yeah, amazing. Blinkers, blinkers back on. Is that, yeah. a, is that a sign of intent? Yeah, I think so. I think I think it makes sense to go forward. Holly's on, blinkers on. You've got fifty eight. Uh, you've you got to say it's probably what it's done over the journey. It's a proper stayer, and a few of these aren't proper stayers. Yep. Um, so yeah, I think they'll probably try and go forward in a race. There's no other real leader. It makes sense, doesn't it? Makes perfect sense. Could um, whack away, could out whack him. If it's going to win, I think it's probably the way. Yeah, it's either him or Juice and Carrots in front. I think if yeah. Juice and Carrots leads, it's going to be slow burn, but Rostropovich um, should, probably should be looking to make this into, a, as a as I mentioned about Outspoken Lad, should, should be trying to make this into a test Same of test. stamina. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. So, Yeah, no, I think Rostropovich will lead. Uh, Black Shadow is up there stalking somewhere around him. Divine Shadow. Uh, it was a good run. The wait for age race. I wouldn't take the wait for age form as suddenly, oh, that's the best form. I mean, you got Prince Turbo, Maricino, Quinella in it, got his chosen, I don't think stayed. I just think, yeah, I wouldn't look at that as as the best form necessarily. So, um, look, I'm, I'm, there's only one horse I really want to focus on here. It's Sluicebox. I think it's ready to, uh, just every time it goes back to the 2000, it dominates them. Yeah. Gets two kilos and Reliable Star and it, it beat Reliable Star just comfortably when they they last met. Um, always needs a bit of luck, a bit worried about the change in hoop as well. It's the horse that they get along really well, Sean McGrady and uh, and Sluice Box. But to drop back to the mile, have a little bit of bad luck in the straights and only get done um, by a small margin, it's just a horse that's absolutely flying. Mm. So if he just works into this at the right time, I think Sluice Box will get the chockies. But current price, I'm not diving in it. I was about $3. $3.50 will get me though because I, I really do like it here. Yeah, okay. Um, what do you think of Reliable Star off the canvas last uh, last Saturday on the quick backup? Yeah, it's been the same as its last two runs. It's yeah. been sort of in trouble. That's what I think that's what it does, just a little flat spot. Um, the Send senior, the, the senior, the going, senior, senior going back on and um, it's going to be behind or around sluice box in the run. Yeah, I, th- I think it's it's beaten Bolt Success twice. Bolt Success is a nice horse, but it's nowhere near a 78-plus horse. So. 
Mm. Yeah. Well, it's, it's Star can win. It's going to make the market though, isn't it? The reliable Star. I'm hoping so. Yeah, yeah. I'm really glad Star trades in the race too. I'm always happy to take one on up to the staying journey. Um, it might well be able to stay, but I, d- I don't think it will get the two thousand personally. So I'm, I'm happy to take it on. I'm hoping it's it real firm in the market. And yeah, it, it's. I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Hoping. Hoping that just just holding fire because Sluice Box has not gone up any type of price. That there might be money for a Star Trade or reliable Star, and we see four bucks. That's that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. I was hoping that for Star Trade actually. I it was the one that got squeezed out in the market. I just thought mm-hmm. his run the other day was absolutely massive, absolutely massive under the circumstances. Um, I think he, he, he should have won. If he lands one pair closer, he wins. Um, just had to do such a big squeeze in the mid-race there, and um, he was still coming on the line. From one, Chris Parnham can just switch him off and um, conserve, and if it's a even to genuine type of tempo, um, he's going to be just just cruising along there aboard Star Trade and um, use his closing speed late. The two thousand, obviously, as Terry mentioned, is the is the query. I think just from the one and the the soft run he's going to get in transit it sort of negates that a touch. This might be his, uh, but just the way that he was able to handle that big squeeze and still finish off um, in a mile when everything, the, the shape of the race wasn't necessarily in his favour. I'm hoping that there's money for a liable star sluice box and maybe a bit of five bucks around for a star trader to do me. I hope the money comes for Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> I think the money will come. I think it makes sense to come for Sluice Box. Yeah. I, I really do. But I'm not – I'm $2.90 actually, Sluice Box. I, I – yeah. Because even – It's, it's the, just a there's, – the, there's got to be a good chance it comes for either Sirius and White or a Danny Morton runner that's yeah. that's going super. Um, and and – I don't think people give as big a knocks as when I don't think they'll stay. Like I'm about seven dollars star trade. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm. It's just my. It, it could stay and beats me. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um, but over the journey, the amount of times good horses over twelve fourteen hundred, um, like it's won eleven races at fourteen hundred or less. The amount of times they step up and just simply don't get it. Um, regardless, it's just. Yeah, I, I just from what I saw from Sluice Box and it last start, I, I can't see it. Beating sluice box at uh, two thousand. Yeah, mm, fair enough. Yeah, um, it's interesting. Reliable star. We're all over it. Three starts ago, gets absolutely. Yeah, I, I, get I'm, absolutely, I'm fully aware. Get yeah. absolutely monstered by a sluice box. Yeah, uh, comes out and wins. It's um, it's next two. It was almost because it was going mile mile two thousand that day, wasn't it? So it's interesting that it's it sort of it's progressed from there. But in saying that, sluice box handled her. Pretty comfortably, really. And it was interesting on the day as well. The market suggested that it would too. Yep. It was strong. Did. It was so was reliable style that they just cleared out. Yeah. Yeah. They cleared out. I think the I, I had I think I took three twenty reliable stars. She still started two fifty, but Sluice Box was still hammered in bed. Yeah. They were yeah. just both yeah, I, I can't remember what the third horse was, but they were and they cleared, was that bold, was bold success. Yeah, it was four lengths <laughs> further behind them. So But from a market point of view, when it everything pointed towards reliable star being the winner and being firm, um Sluice box was equally firm, so yeah. there's yeah the this the his profile suggests that he's you know two thousand meters at Belmont two thousand meters plus at Belmont he's a weapon sluice box and yeah. money Maley um is uh yeah stables flying certainly is mm. so yeah uh, I'm 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 leaning towards Star Trade he's been a good horse to me this prep so I think um, I'm going to be interested to see how he goes at the uh, 2000 if I can get five dollars or above I'll be having a little nibble uh, race seven Crown Perth handicap over the 1000 meters um, another good contest here capital flight 
impressive in the lower grades, winning its way through to uh, earning an opportunity at the open three-year-old level. Thomas Magnum, I thought, was really impressive first up against the older horses, um, winning the Ganjimi brothers, winning the race named in uh, to one of their grandfather's 99th birthday. Beads is solid, state of power solid, um, and I thought Forever Autumn has returned well for the Trevor Andrews yard, Storm Commander. There's, you can make a case for about five or six of them. Terry, which way are you leaning? Nah, I'm not going to back the window to this race, so I'm yep. not going to have a bet. I think is my rule here. Um, I'll tell you two that can't win that are way under the odds of Forever Autumn and Storm Commander from mm-hmm. eight and nine. I think they're the two mm-hmm. worst horses. They're drawn the worst and they're both under 10 bucks. Yep. So um, take both of them on. Very happy to do so. Uh, Beads draw soft back to three or oh, it's wins have been against three odds. I'm pretty sure with Beads. It follows uh, My Baby Blue Jean who didn't find the front last start. It, it can lead and kick and win with 53. Different horse, I think, leading. Um, probably a lot, a lot comes down to Yemen last. Yeah. It, it can go super quick on its day, Yemen last, if it um, crosses as a pass or tries to be a pass and it could cook my baby blue jean too. So look for Yemen last to potentially come out if it well, I think my baby blue jean needs to control. I think that's its, yeah. own, I think that's its only real uh, asset. Um, it's got lots of speed, obviously, but as soon as – Things don't go her way, or she encounters pressure. Yeah, in the exactly. Race. She, can, she can fall apart. So. If she does control it, because there's not much other yeah. speed. If she does control it uh, with the 53, she'll have to be hard to run down. Um, Capital flights just looking like it's going to keep winning no matter where it goes. A bit worried. The map should be a one-one type setup. Yeah. Yemen breeze. Capital flight one-one, but. Just slight worries uh, how that ends up. But oh, look, I'm three dollars ninety capital flight, so it's surprisingly over my price. I didn't, I didn't think they'd be given much rain about it. Uh, look, state of power on five bucks. It's five bucks. I reckon it can win, but it's a bit of an almost. Thomas Magnum about five fifty. It's four bucks. Like I, I give them all really good chances. Beats mm. maps nicely there. Cash going on's no big loss. Uh, he's riding really well. So look, capital flight, I'll, I'll give you just the way it's the way it's winning. Uh, it looks like it, it can step up to this grade and win again, but losing the hoop that's won three in a row is a little bit of a little bit of a concern. Bit of a change up, yeah. yeah. I'm super keen, Thomas Magnum. Yeah. Oh, Tom. Yeah, yeah. One of my better ones of the day, I reckon. Um, Good name. Yeah, wicked name. Good ownership group. Good, wicked name. One of the best, I reckon, um, mm. going around at the moment. Thomas Magnum. Uh, I just love the way that he just went bang first up, travelled and just put him put him to the sword. Um, a bit that- worried that all the favourites didn't. Turn- the only thing I will say about that win is Scandola around second. Yeah, no offence to Luke and the team, but Scandola shit ass. So but it, it can um, it can pull one out every now and then. Um, yeah. Scandola can hit a hit a mark, but uh, yeah, you're right. Like my my baby blue jean didn't turn up. There was a couple others. I'm there. just being devil's advocate. As, as I said, I've marked them all the same. Price, I just think I so. think I think with with. Brad drawn four and Brandon drawn six. There could be an opportunity for Brad just to be kind of cheeky and make um, Capital Flight do a little bit more work than- Reckon that one of them jumps well, one day. I don't know. I reckon Brandon should be able to get in front of him early, very yeah. easily. Thomas, even last start, you missed it with Thomas. He had to hunt it up. Yeah. So you'd be- There's an opportunity for it there, but you'd yeah. be, if you're on Capital Flight, you'd be disappointed if- uh, Yeah. If, yeah Yemen, it- if Yemen comes out, Capital Flight might end up in the breeze. Mm. Will it go as well with a sit? Don't know. Even if you go back through Thomas Magnum's form, last prep was was really strong. Ran a second to he's a sizzler. Uh, there was prior form to that was excellent. One one at Belmont on debut. Only a three-year-old, obviously, um, come back as an as a sort of winter three-year-old. The trial was was strong. The first up victory was good, I think, from four. Brad Parnham. Well, I just love the way that the gang, Jimmy brothers, have got this got their stable back on track. Uh, they had another winner yesterday, um, so they're a bit of a, they're a real momentum stable. When they when they 
hit form, they just yeah they the winners come with a rush. Go so, bang. Yeah. So and hopefully that's uh, a good thing for the guru later in the card. Um, but uh, <laughs> but I, I just feel as though I we've got a lot them. of respect for Capital Flight. It's a super fast horse, and that was impressive. Yeah. Um, can it keep? Can it keep holding that that peak? For because um, its figures have been huge last three starts in a row. So can it keep can it keep sort of running to those levels? I think Thomas Magnum's on the way up. He can he can either be inside capital flight, can stalk capital flight, let rip Thomas Magnum for me. All right. At the prices, I'm going to surprise myself and say it's capital oh. flight at yep. the four sixty. So that's the way I'll I'll tip now. But I there's a big chance I'm not going to bet. Okay. Race eight, the Mrs. Max handicap. Take it back. Yeah, take it back. Uh, Thousand meters. Ratings sixty six plus, and um, first law will be representing TK Layton with uh, the Gang Jimmy Brothers, who we just spoke about, and Brandon Louis. Uh, sneaky chance returns from a month between runs. Um, talented sprinting three year old filly, and um, Warmer Fuzzy is just a new horse for Ash Maley. This preparation absolutely doing uh, one seventy two plus over the one thousand meters at Belmont last start. Pink Carrot returns. And uh, the Ganjimi brothers have an interesting runner first up called Ruka. Ruka, good trial. Um, good trial, uh, Ruka. Um, $150,000 yearling purchase. Was previously trained by Trent and Toby Edmonds. Was picked up by the Ganjimis at an online, English online auction, $45,000. Had the one trial, moved well, pretty consistent horse um, over the journey is Ruka. I have to say, though, that uh, won three of its first nine uh, Ruka and hasn't a won. A pattern with a lot of the ones they buy, they, they win early and then go a bit. Yeah, it has been played six, six of its nine since, but all three wins were early. So it mm. um, hasn't won for a while and um, uh, steps out first up for the game. Jimmy Brothers, Brad Parnham on board, interesting runner, uh, first up in the West, Ruka. But um, yeah, another sort of competitive 1,000 metre contest, Terry. Um, ghostly walks, flying midweek. Uh, warm and fuzzy, as I said, going well. Pink carrots resuming. What what were your thoughts here? Uh, yeah, it's interesting with the midweek form coming to uh, to Saturdays again. I mean, I think we saw we got a bit of a – with Storm Commander coming and starting so short, I think we sort of understood the gap in between the races because it sort of had its chance, I think, as well. Didn't go too uh, bad, though. Yeah, but it went, like, it went fine, yeah. but it was beaten. Like, how far was it beaten? Right. Two. Beaten two lengths as a four-dollar favourite from probably the right run to win the race. So that just sort of shows you maybe that Storm Commander wasn't up to it. So as good as Ghost Two Orcs is going, that does worry me um, mm-hmm. in regards to how things work out and uh, whether this is a, a one step too far, especially losing that couple of kilos that Lacta obviously doesn't have uh, anymore. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know. I, I can't see any reason Warm and Fuzzy can't win again. To be honest, it's it's probably not the way I expected to be going when I started doing this race. But that's usually a good thing if you uh, find one that you're not probably anticipating on finding. But did you have it leading, Warm yeah, and Fuzzy? Absolutely. Yeah. So Warm and Fuzzy should be leading. Vane Tempest is a slowish horse away from eleven. It'll try and get round to the breeze, but. Who knows what, what Vane Tempest will do. Captain Kink will be ridden potentially forward. It's not jumping all that well. Uh, I don't think Ruka will go forward from eight. I think Ruka, um, it's a po- possibility, but it won't be challenging a quick horse like Vane, uh, like Warm and Fuzzy. Nope. Pink Carrots, I think they're trying to teach to sit still. Um, it's a chance of going to the breeze if, if that's how it runs, but it's not going to challenge um, 
It's not going to challenge Warm and Fuzzy. So Warm and Fuzzy should lead over a thousand meters. Carries weight well, but where it's a big whack up in uh, up in uh, weight. But 58 and a half uh, isn't the end of the world. This is easier than its last start, and I've got it leading softly over the 1,000 metres. So I just think it could have probably won more races as well. Mm. It's been a bit stiff in a few of those and then went up to the 1,400, which wasn't suitable, but it went super behind other ones. And yeah, I just think the markets might just forget the leader yeah. over 1,000 metres. So that's that's me. I'm I'm uh, equal favourites, $3.60, warm and fuzzy and sneaky chance. So yeah. it's about... It's about seven bucks, and yeah. Uh, to be honest, I I don't even know if the market will find it either. Like I reckon it'll probably trade around. It's kind of bizarre, though, so. isn't it? Really? Like I had sneaky chance and warm and fuzzy equal favorites as well. Um, okay, three eighty. Um, Are you three eighty the yeah, bear? Yeah. Oh, there you go. I just thought it's got to be. It's got to be one of those two. Yeah, it has to. Be. I think the re- it's just this isn't all that fashionable. Oh, I missed it last start at twelve bucks. Yeah, so I've got to just forget. Oh, no, it, it, it beat. Last start. It beat uh, cryptic love. It didn't and just beads. beat and beads, and it didn't just beat them. I thought it really held them strongly. Held them the last hundred. The overall time was excellent. Yeah, so, like it's I, a fast horse in form. It's we, a consistent jumper yeah. too, and and nothing against Taj, but Holly on this type of horse proved her worth um, with the way it won last start. Holly on instead of Taj is worth for this type of horse for me a length or two as well. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think it just maps really nicely. There's X Factor in Pink Carrots and Ruka. We don't know much yeah. about Ruka, and we know that Pink Carrots is best can beat most at this type of grade, um, but it's a hard horse to catch, as I have found. Um, but, yeah, easy one for me. It's sort of warm, fuzzy, and then if if we do get $4 plus, plus four fifty, maybe, sneaky chance, get, yeah. get your money back because it sh- it's probably going to toe ball warm and fuzzy and uh, should be realistically should be hard to hold out. It's just been up for a long time. That's the key with uh, with sneaky chance, just whether um, she can be begin well enough and have enough gate speed just to toe ball the leader, warm and fuzzy. If horses like John, Johnny Angel and a couple others sort of cross, it could could spell sort of traffic for sneaky chance. So, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I, I was a little bit surprised with the with the market there for warm, pleasantly surprised with the market there for warm and fuzzy. Mm. So um, that horse goes on top for me as well. Pretty uncomplicated stuff really for that for that race. I thought um, ghostly walks, as you said, flying, but it's just it's a this is just a different quality, and um, it's going to have to unleash and make up significant amount of ground against an informed front runner like uh, Warm and Fuzzy. And um, what can you give the listeners about your horse? First law. Who ran second, uh, ran second to goes two walks. Like yeah, it's just going okay. This is too hard, and it's the wrong choice of hope. Can be three rate the fence at best. So absolutely none. All right. <laughs> So yeah, uh, yeah, I've got it fifty to one. So I'm pretty. So you're yeah. saying it'll be a pleasant surprise. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be a pleasant surprise. Oh, you're going to uh, say five hundred to one, fifty yeah. to one. Okay. Yeah, no, pretty keen. Probably, probably the race I'm most. I just love. I love mm. when you're backing a thousand meter map, a map race. You know, I'm gonna yeah make warm and fuzzy a big result. And not I think. Really I think. Sneak, do you think the chance. the 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 weight sort of the the weight is factored into the price a bit, but. Potentially, yeah. Uh, right. Potentially, you, you've yeah only got the four points for the last win, and I know it's up. Um, what are we up? Five kilos, it's but there was wins. Grade, with, yeah. yeah, it's back in grade a long way. And, and Chrissy Parnham rode it earlier this campaign. I'm pretty sure it won with 60, 59, 59 and a half, 58, one in Geraldton with fifty eight and a half, one in Geraldton with sixty. So, um, yeah, holds form. I'm uh, I reckon it goes pretty close from the top. Okay, me too. Race nine is the uh, happy 70th birthday, Brian McAuliffe. 
handicap. Mm. 1600 meter graduation and the Velvet Queen, trained by Darren McAuliffe, makes her return. 49 days between runs. Been, she? been scratched twice with hoof abs with a hoof abscess, June 11, and with hoof soreness. Who's back to July two? The bar plates are on. Is this real money? 320 to 260, or is is there hope from the bookmakers it'll come out? They can mm. out uh, give us 30 cent deductions or something. You, you know? tell so me. Is there a bit of conspiracy theory stuff going on? Oh, every time one gets scratched, they just seem to shorten. Mm. You know, twenty percent just before they get scratched. So, uh, yes, there is a massive conspiracy theory going on. Mm. They're, they're all uh, they're thieving, low, miserable humans. Who are the bookies? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> shout out to apart uh, from Pete McCoy. Shout out to Pete and Scotty. <laughs> yeah, apart from Pete and Scotty, they're the only exceptions. Um, they wouldn't deduct at all. Uh, well, they might do. They should do. But um, we got to take on the Velvet Queen off that sort of setup. It's the best horse here. I have no doubt about that. But uh, it's first up a mile, first up, fresh a mile, 50 days if it does run. So we'll take on the Velvet Queen. I was about seven bucks. So 260 is not going to get me. Uh, clear favourite for me. I'm going to, where there's smoke, there's fire. Uh, best form reference. First, oh, first of all, let's start with the speed map very quickly. Mm -hmm. I've got this as being a nothing. There's no leader, which is quite amazing for 14 runners. So um, I reckon that they'll want to find cover with success play ideally, but it might have to end up there. Yeah, I had success play leading with yeah. Jag, Jag the Joker. Just mindset though, and Jag the Joker as well. They're not going to want to yeah. lead. Like this is, a, they're both better horses with cover, but from 12 and 13 in a race to avoid a speed. Um, yeah, I, they're going to have to probably just bite the bullet and roll and, and land in that type of spot. But, um, yeah, it's, it's going to be a mess. I didn't bother with the speed map too much. And I didn't necessarily take this as a race where horses that are drawn well, it's a massive, a massive advantage either because it could end up being a walking race with horses out in front that don't want to be there, that don't take you into it. You know what I mean? It's not a race I wanted to do a deep dive on the map too much. I didn't think it was as much of a necessity. I think I'll go slowly, but I think the back markers will also get a chance because the leaders won't be strong and taking horses into it. If that makes any sense, BJ. So, um, yeah. So Benji stood out for me. It's a horse I was talking about before when I saw the price going off. Um, still a backable price for me, and I, I still will be backing it at this price shortly, hopefully. Um, Did you have a little meltdown before? Little meltdown, yeah. Little meltdown. Well, sixteens to eights in front of me always, which is fine. It's it's going to happen. Early odds are. Fake odds a lot of the time, but um, yeah, eights are still enough anyway. So, but uh, I a big money first up, BJ. Uh, I think it was something like I think it was overs initially. So I think the wrong price was put up initially, but it was fifties into about fourteen. It was good, good late money as well in a race dominated by Savage One, Big Screen, Ginger Fly from the top. It was the run of the race. Deep, no cover, uh, loomed into it. Uh, watched the way it finished alongside Gunmetal Grey, yeah, and then Gunmetal Grey came out and ran a big race second to. Someone mm -hmm. last week, can't remember who it was, but just on its own, that's a really good comparative form reference. Um, look, from barrier nine, I think that's a suitable gate for this type of Gun horse. Gunmetal grayer in second to Pooley. Pooley, that's yeah. great. That's pretty good form for a race like this. Um, yeah, Benji's uh, should be midfield cover. I, there'll be a definite three, three wide, wide line yeah. here because they're going to go so slowly. It could be a four wide line. Um, just find some cover. It's a type of horse I don't mind a little bit of a sustained run around him. Uh, it's a good thing beaten a few times last prep. I think the 61 rating is a – it's a bit generous. I think it's probably more like with a bit more luck, it's probably more of a 67 rater and it carries 58 here. So he hasn't yet. Cliffy Green's not huge on just running them through their grades. If he's got one, yeah, that's got a bit of ability. He goes straight to Sundays. So. Atlanta Speech, yep. one that's maiden on a Saturday. I remember that. So, yeah, yeah he's, I, I don't mind that either because yep. you get the same amount of points. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Benji's for me. I'm, I'm $4.20 favourite, Major. So, it's um, mm. it's uh, it's a standout for me. Benji's each way. It's, uh, what are we at? Nine bucks at the moment, I think. 
I still had respect for the Velvet Queen in my market, um, but I had, uh, if we take her out of the equation, I had Shake the Bloom and Benji's equal um, equal second fave. Mm-hmm. Uh, Have you about the Velvet Queen favourite? I did, yeah. Yeah. But, um, you know, this is, so I'm just, just doubling back here. The Brian McAuliffe handicap, 70th birthday handicap, I'm, I'm correct me if I'm wrong, but I wonder if that's. I don't know. I'm going on a limb here. I thought that might be Darren McCall's father, but it could be wrong there, or it might be his uncle. Regardless, they would they'd be trying to replicate what the Gang Jimmies did uh, a couple of weeks ago, trying to win their own mm. race with the Velvet Queen. But yeah, just respect for Velvet Queen. I think he's got a lot of ability. The McCall's yard have regular feet uh, issue type horses, and they tend to. Have they've got obviously they got a lot of experience handling these type of issues, but they tend to navigate them better than most. Um, so yeah, in terms of pure ability, Velvet Queen stands out. And if they've got her right, I just don't think that they'd be taking too many chances with her. But it is forty nine days, sixteen hundred meters. So you might be onto something, Terry. It could be a uh, could be a scratching um, come uh, Saturday morning. But um, I really thought that Shake the Blooms flying this prep for um, Jeremy Soap. Big run last uh, in defeat. Was go- going for three straight victories, but um, got back and charged late. I thought there was heaps of merit in that performance. And um, I can see Shake the Bloom and um, and Benji's coming with a rush, both of them late. The bo- Both of them going to settle sort of midfield, mid-back um, in this uh, in this 14-horse field. Um, but, yeah, just the way that Shake the Bloom was able to get over the ground late and get within 1.3 lengths of Alden was significant for mine. And a little uh, a horse that I feel as though is uh, a touch of value. And I don't know what your thoughts on this was, Terry, but um, I didn't. I reckon Dazzling Dane can run a race. Um, got a got a bit of a theory on Dazzling Dane. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting for it to go bump. back to 1200. I, okay. don't, I don't think it gets the mile. That's why I actually didn't like it at Pinjarra last start. Yeah. Um, I just think it peaks and its run doesn't hit the line as well as it does back at the slightly shorters. So, mm-hmm. uh, but from barrier one in a spot slowly run race, it's uh, going to get every chance to run out of mile. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's there's a few ways to go in this race, isn't there? I mean, no, nah, just one, just one. <laughs> Oh, I reckon there's just one, but I uh, I'm already upset about the thirty cent deduction I'm going to cop for the velvet coin. So, yeah, Benji's, Benji's, Benji's each way for me. Yeah, I, I reckon that Savage One form is is significantly Superior. stronger. It's yeah. a horse that I reckon it might have come back bigger and better. And uh, as I said, I reckon it should be carrying fifty eight. It just hasn't had much luck in its career to date. So, um. Yeah, that's that's how I'm going. Benji's each way is probably yeah pretty keen. Race eight, race nine of the two races, I, I'm pretty keen on having a bet. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm. Um, I like Benji's as well. I think Shake the Bloom is uh, equally as good a chance. So, uh, few um, yeah, this uh, race nine, the Brian McCall handicap. Happy 70th birthday, Brian. And um, I don't, I don't, I think. Yeah, that, I'll have to go back and have a rethink about the dazzling day. I just thought that could be my Maddie at the current price, um, gate one over a mile. Don't think it's had a lot of luck this prep, but um, um, it's coming out of a coming out of a race. There's a bit of form reference to at Pinjaro the other day. So, but yeah, I think it's um, I think we're united in the fact that we're taking on the Velvet Queen after everything that she has done. Um, Terry's very very keen on Benji's. Benji's. All right. What time is it? It's time. Which time for the get? So why is there a ten horse field to finish the day as well? Well, that was a bit odd. Why is there a ten race card? 
What they add on? Yeah, unnecessary. There's a couple in the middle where they could have amalgamated. Actually, I think the 78 plus 2000 was added on to the uh, added on to the initial uh, initial nine. So, but yeah. it is time for the get out stakes. BJ STEA KS get out stakes. Who's it brought to us by? Market City Meats, of course, Guru. Largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out there at the Kenningvale Markets, Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, legend, runs the show. Swing past, say good day. Timmy and his team run a uh, very tight ship out there at Market City Meats, red carpet treatment for sure and certain for all the uh, 1 1 listeners out there. Uh, big congrats to episode 132 winner, Stewie Divertini. That is. Started again. He's done, that's three. Uh, these uh, the, it was Cripper with three. I think Riley Morgan won recently. Took his record to four. So um, there's some astute get out stakes players out there. Stewie Divertini has uh, put his name up in lights there with a third GOS victory. Another secret plan in the last. So um, to enter this week's get out stakes, remembering ten race cards. This is race ten Belmont on Saturday. Hit us up at the one one pod on Twitter. Let us know who you think will win race 10 to get out stakes and a decimal winning margin, two decimal places preferred. And uh, shout out to Sam White and the Sam White rule, Terry. First in best dressed. First in best dressed. Uh, oh, dear. It's a, not an exciting end of the day. Um, I've got bright diamond. Even I'm still very wary and not wanting to dive into the apprentices. Even with Tarjan, I marked it in the twos. Mm-hmm. So I struggled to mark a second favourite. No white flag was the one I came up with as me a second elect, but I'm worried that mood swings comes across. And mm-hmm. what happens to no white flag then? Is it cop the pressure? Does it take a sit? If it takes a sit, it's obviously not the same horse. Um, just a thin race, just a very thin race. Like I, I really am content taking the majority on. Pool E always struggles when it gets up to seventy-two plus grade. It's just been a sort of a, a constant in um, in his career. He runs really nice races, carrying weight. Just up against the better horses tends to struggle. So. I reckon that two thousand meters should have been the last race of the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I usually don't see the small field at the end of the day. So yeah, but it's <clears throat> big turnover. Yeah. It probably affects turnover too, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But um, but yeah, very simply, I. I, I Come back against Bright Diamond, and and I'm surprised it's sort of around that three dollar mark. Yeah. Actually, um, yeah. yeah, it stands out to me. Yeah, it stands out to me too. I'm I, I'm I'm wary, as I said, wary of diving into anything too thin um, with some of the up and coming apprentices on. But uh, it looks a really nice map. Should park on and was really good behind Secret Plan. It's a raid. I went unsuited in the breeze. Yeah, um, that's not her, not her go. The main thing is I just I just can't find a, when you struggle to mark a second and third elect, you know you're keen on one. Yeah. So I thought, bright uh, diamond for me. Yeah, I thought the best mood swings has actually um, knocked off bright diamond a couple of times when they've met in the yeah, past. Okay. Um, and it was only scratched a couple of weeks ago with the elevated temperature. So yeah, I mean, but my con- my concern is if no white flag does step, Paul Harvey will be fully aware of his skill set, and that's not handing up. So and of course, Paul, might be three. Of course, Paul Lee's a yeah, well, Paulie should be just tear away. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. So, so you would you would suggest you got Paulie tearing away, no white flag, mood swings in a sort of jostling for that mm-hmm. sort of breeze position, um, and then really it should be Taj and Bright Diamond just sitting back watching it unfold and just um, coming over, storming over the top of them late. Yeah. Um, that seventy eight plus victory uh, first up two starts ago was was excellent um, over the over the thousand resumed with a bang, heaps of merit in that. Second up performance one secret plan, as Terry said, breezed, not her go, but she still toughed it out and just, just wilted late. I feel as though that's a real 
platform building performance for her for this third up assignment. Um, as I said, from four, um, it's going to get the going to get the like a cider of the uh, main hopes or the main dangers anyway in front of her and Taj and um, angling out into space. I think Bright Diamond's got the wheels to get over the top of them late quite comfortably. So Bright Diamond, keen. Yep, bright diamond for me as well. I say I'm surprised by the price. I saw a little move inwards to two fifty before, and I thought that would be where it stayed. But um, yeah, big big drift on secret plan last week. But mm. the, the market might start having a bit more trust in Taj if he continues to ride a few of them up. Okay. Uh, last thing before we leave this race is another uh, Ganjimi brothers stepping out. Macovi Cove, another rather um, East Coast import, I should say. So Macovi Cove was previously trained by David Van Dyke in Queensland. Has uh, won four from twelve, including a last start Eagle Farm victory. That was uh, an actual his first real Saturday victory, so to speak. That was a um, twelve hundred meter race there. No Metro win. Uh, Macobi Cove was purchased by the Ganjimis online digital uh, online auction for English for seventy five thousand. Trialed at uh, at Belmont on the fourth of July. Brandon Louis on board first up. So the Ganjimis continue to reinvest and invest in these um, tried horses and bringing them into the system, which is a good thing. And um, yeah, they've got two of them stepping out on on the day. And of course, they've also got Creator, who's a uh, formerly an East Coast import as well. He's been around for a little bit, but he'll be taking its place in the get out stakes as well but for the guru and for myself it's all about bright diamond in the lucky bright diamond all right let's take a break we'll be back with our betfair best betting propositions on the day uh maddie or two and a couple of lays Okay, listeners, we're going to finish off strong with our Betfair best betting propositions for Belmont Classic Day. Over to you, Guru. Uh, you go first. Betfair best for me? Yeah. Have to wait a long time, though. The get rocky out, grass. Get out stakes, race 10, my Betfair best, Bright Diamond. What price are you, Bright Diamond? Sorry, that's one thing I didn't ask at the time. I was like 250 260 something like that. What yeah. were you? I was, I was, I'm just looking now. I was 220 which mm. surprises me. Um. Just with because I, I give the apprentices a natural little whack as yeah. well, so I just think I struggle to to mark anything else as a real proper danger. You I, know, I was, so just a little, I was harsh on a couple. Probably, I, I think I was a bit bit too respectful for in price wise for mood swings, but I really like that horse ability wise. But yeah. um, coming off a bit of a setback first up, but I think this is the race for Bright Diamond. Yeah, and the price is there for now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, Could not. Argue with that. Uh, I, I came into this when I did the form, hoping that Sluice Box would be my best, but it's it's just on my mark. So the way I like to do it is it's the one that's probably the biggest percentage above my mark, and that's Benji's. So we'll go for a bit of value. We'll go with race number nine. Uh, Benji's at the. Uh, it's back to the double figures. Look at that. So Benji's each that's way. Surprising. I thought we'd both be locking in uh, God's Fury. That's our best. Yeah. Well, we haven't got time, Maddie's yet. <laughs> Patience, <laughs> patience. Speaking of Maddies, uh, I'm going to roll first with mm -hmm. my Maddie. Spoke about it during the preview. Um, race nine, horse 13, Dazzling Dane, currently $21 best available. That fits nice, sweetly into the Maddie category, so that'll be my Maddie for the day. Yeah, well, just having a look at the current prices, probably race one, number 11, truly awesome in the first. Um, I think after the favourite, it's a pretty even bunch. And mm. I really liked its trial, so a lot of forgiveness for that first up run, which was pretty ordinary. But, um, yeah, we've got 50 to 1 each way. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Exactly <laughs> right. Couple of bob. <laughs> Who's your lay? Uh, I reckon we might be united here. We're not going to be. Really? Because you tipped mine. 
<laughs> you tipped mine, so. Really? Um, yeah, I'm purely doing it just for that reason Go. as well. Uh, race six, number four, Star Trek. Don't, okay. don't think it'll stay. Fair enough. I'm $6.80, it's four bucks. So it's probably not a full unlay, but I, I, just, be, I just feel like being combative. I thought you'd be laying Velvet Queen for sure. Well, um, it, won't, it won't run. Yeah, so there's no point. No. Yeah. So that just takes my lay exactly. out of you. <laughs> Oh, no, go for it. Uh, it's, uh, oh, yeah, the Velvet think, Queen would, would be a standout. Velvet yeah. Queen has to, has to, simply has to be a lay at the prices, yep. uh, considering especially the money that's come this morning and all the setbacks it's had. Uh, Plenty of talent, but it has to be a lay at that prices and just the circumstances. So, Velvet Queen, ah, oh, Velvet Queen is my lay for Belmont Classic Day. Mm-hmm.